Terry McLaurin is off the injury report. Dax Milne's at IR. Who's going to catch punts? And we've got J.P. Finley on your 8 September Daily Commanders update, taking the Cardinals to cover. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your 8 September Daily Commanders update. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. We are Ref the District here on the Believe Network and your favorite YouTube channel covering DC sports. It is our Daily Commanders update stoner, and it is the last one before the first game of the season. Washington takes on the Arizona Cardinals at home. You could just feel the excitement from all of the fandom. I mean, it's going to be some kind of movie, as the kids say, on Sunday at FedEx. It's going to be amazing. And I'm really mad at myself, which has been my judgment forever, that I'm not going. I, I always screw up when it goes when it comes to going to games. I screwed up. I should be there, but we'll be live streaming you, instead. You are close enough. I'm a, I at least have the excuse of being several states over. <laughs> right. You have no such excuse, Stoner. And uh, but it is all right. It's going to be exciting for all those who do get to be there. But as Stoner mentioned, we will be streaming live and giving you play by play and commentary so you can tune tune out the TV guys. Listen to us. It's like watching with your friends, but you have the play by play and stuff that you need to hear as well. Good news coming uh, from uh, from Ashburn today. We're going to get to some of it. But first, let's talk about some of these roster moves. Yeah. And first one up here is what I expected to happen on Wednesday, right? Like we've been hearing about this hamstring injury from Dax Milne. Mm-hmm. Jamison Crowder was brought onto the practice squad. And I said, Dax Milne is going to end up on IR. Yeah. He's got, he's got to, right? Like at that point, it just seemed like that was the most logical thing to happen. And here we are commanders updating us and saying that Dax Milne is on the IR mm-hmm. and they signed William Bradley King who I was shocked that they had cut Stoner from the practice squad. They go ahead and just sign him to the 53. What do you make of these moves that, uh, like I said, were kind of expected, except for the William Bradley King one. That was a little bit of a shocker. Yeah, I mean, the Dax Milne, like you said, it was obvious that he was trending in that direction. So he's going to have to miss at least four games now that he's on the IR. But he can still come back if they designate him to return. I suspect they will. They had him on this roster for a reason. Everybody Mm -hmm. likes to hate on him that he doesn't do anything, but he is a dependable punt returner slash receiver. Uh, The William Bradley King thing is, uh, was a little bit shocking. Like you said, why did he go straight to the 53 instead of being signed to the practice squad that, that, you know, and bringing up say Jamison Crowder to take Dax Milne's spot or Kaz Allen to take Dax Milne's spot. He went straight to the 53 after being cut from the practice squad. So mm-hmm. you know something's going on with the defensive ends. Yeah, maybe something to this effect, Stoner. Terry McLaurin, yeah. by the way, is the good news. Yeah. He will be active. Awesome. Did not have an injury designation That's on incredible. the injury report. Uh, Chase Young and James Smith-Williams, however, are questionable. Yeah. So there you go for William Bradley King coming yep. onto the active roster. We knew Chase Young was going to be questionable. James right. Smith-Williams, in addition to Chase Young, yep. now that is why William Bradley King is making that 53. Yeah, absolutely. And James Smith-Williams was new to the injury report, although he did show up on the injury report during training camp, but hasn't in a while. So again, another surprise. But if you got two defensive ends that are questionable, you got to get somebody on that 53 that's going to take at least one of their spots. I personally think 
both of them are going to be inactive for this game. I've been saying it for quite a while, and I know it's getting annoying to some people, but Chase Young got the stinger on August 11th. That's a month ago. There's no way the doctor is going to say, okay, you haven't had any contact for a month, but go ahead and go out there in a regular season game and that be your first contact in a, in a month. I don't see it. I could be totally wrong, but I think he needs a few practices under his belt with full contact before all of a sudden he's facing, you know, real bullets uh, against Arizona. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. More excitingly on the positive side here is Terry McLaurin yeah. being back you know, fully healthy, you know, mm -hmm. we'll see how that toe lingers. Santana Moss actually came out and said that he had to deal with a similar toe injury and he played through it. So he knows he can, he knows Terry is a, mm -hmm. is a gamer and he's going to push through it. How big is it for Sam Howell and the commanders to have Terry McLaurin in week one? Yeah, I think it's big because we can talk all about how Arizona is not a good football team and you should romp over them. Maybe you don't need Terry, but like you're going to need that connection those reps that we always talk about against Arizona, you're going to need that for the future, for the next game and the game after and the game after. Sam Howell is a young quarterback. They haven't had a whole lot of reps together, the two of them with Howell and McLaurin. So game time out there against Arizona, all those reps, that's fantastic. I'm glad that they're both going to get that. Well, joining us in our excitement for Washington Commanders football being back is J.P. Finley. Thanks, J.P. Let's go. All right, JP, thanks for joining us here again on Ref the District. We always appreciate your uh, company and excitement that we're sharing here as week one is upon us. Already one game down, Kansas City losing to the Lions last night. Uh, what, a, what, what do you expect to come from the weekend from the Washington Commanders? Uh, I think they win. I, I think there's so much excitement and optimism that like people are like, oh, they're going to blow them out 42 to nothing. I, I would chill with that. Week one in the NFL is always a little nuts. Um, but I, I, they, they got to win. They should win this game. Um, I think they've got some talent. I, I, I liked what I saw over the course of the summer. I, I think they kind of grew as a unit in some important spots. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they should win. That, that pretty much gets right down to it. Now, there's a, a few things off. Ben, the I thought the question was, what do you think is going to happen? You, yeah, you nailed I, it. I did. I, I was great. <laughs> I, I just, I just wasn't ready for, uh, you know, the quick, the quick end there. Cause you know, usually you, you expand a little bit. So, and then I was caught off guard. So I just had to throw anything out there. Right. All right. Uh, all good. <laughs> but uh, the question I had, uh, first of all, is all the good vibes coming from, as you mentioned, from the park and all that. And uh, they mentioned this week that you've got, um, Rigo coming back, RG3 coming back, and then Champ come back. Who's the next guy that should be on that list to come back? Well, I'll say this. I think they should have saved Robert for, like, its own mm, Its own thing. I, I just think Robert has such celebrity and, and like, history here that yeah. I just think this weekend it, it was already such a celebration and so much excitement that's a – you know, to add Robert, when did they add it? Like Thursday night at six o'clock. Yeah. I just, <laughs> imagine if you hype that up and in October and then Robert's going to be there in November. Like I, I just, yeah. um, I like the NFL makes a point of having a good game for its opener, but like, you know, we're going to see chiefs Bengals in, in week 10 or, or, or whatever the case, right. I'm sure the bills mm -hmm. play the chiefs later or, or the Eagles play the chiefs. Like you don't have to like, 
roll everything out at once. Um, so I, I would have pushed that back probably. Uh, I think it's probably Cooley. Um, yeah. Or I would say Daryl Green, but he was at the ownership kind of press conference pep rally thing they had. Sure. Um, what about LeVar? Yeah, LeVar. LeVar would be yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe current player Trent Williams coming back. No, that's probably too <laughs> soon. I am going to disagree with you. I think that you have to strike while the iron's hot uh, and bring these guys hot. in. They already sold it out. Like, <laughs> that, that, but that's the point, out. right? I, I know that there's already the hype, but this is this is week one. You they're zero and zero. They're expected to go one and zero. If you wait to week ten and they're you know three and seven or three and six at that point, you know, no one no one's mm-hmm. getting hyped for that kind of game, and you just don't know how the season's going to go. You mentioned that this one feels like a, a, a gimme game. A lot of people, I think over 86% of uh, the bets are being on Washington. Mm-hmm. Probably some of those people are going to try to recruit some from uh, losses last night with Detroit winning. One of the big factors for Washington going into this game is the health of Terry McLaurin. He's off the injury report. What? How big is it that he's coming back? I know we could rely on Jahan Dotson, but Terry McLaurin has been the guy for the last three years. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. I, I mean, he's probably been their best offensive player since he was drafted. Uh, I don't think that's really that close of a competition. If you look over the body of work, um, it, it, it's it, it's massive from an actual schematic. You have a top 10 wide receiver in the league on the field, but also from a, hey, guys, this is a leader. This is a guy that uh, won, um, handled his rehab, handled his, you know, rest handled it all like a true pro and he's he's gonna be gutting through it it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. and guys see that too and and that is what you want your leader what you want your captain and, and he checks all those boxes not to mention he's got great downfield speed and tough uncontested catches it's a it's a home run to have him Let's go in the on kind of in the opposite direction and whatever's going on with Chase we can't figure it out with the whole doctor uh report or the doctor's visit that he's eventually going to have the one thing that i keep kind of harping on that i maybe i don't fully understand is he hasn't practiced with contact since the cleveland game which was a month ago is he going to go from absolutely no contact for a month to contact his first one will be in a regular season game does that factor into the doctor's decision you think I think that's two different questions. I hmm. No, the doctors make a decision if you're medically cleared or not. Okay, right? sure. Like, I, I've had this debate with, like, you'll often hear this thing. It's one thing if it's soft tissue and you can rest it or something, but if it's, if it's a bone or a ligament thing, you, you can't be better than a hundred percent or hmm. like you can't be more cleared than clear. Like there are, it, it's a binary question, you know? Okay. So you're clear for contact. You're clear for contact. Now then do coaches want to consider that? Like, all right, he might be cleared, but we haven't actually had him hit anybody for a while. Maybe we want to ease him back in. And and that perhaps, I don't know the answer. Perhaps that has merit, but they're not doing a heck of a lot of contact at practice between now and the Super Bowl anyway. Okay, so sure. At some point you got to play. Maybe it's a pitch count. Um, you know, if you remember when he came back against the Niners late last year, he was on a pitch count, but f- felt fine, so they kept him out there. Um, I, I think, I think the knee stuff was on Chase and his mental confidence in the knee. This, I think, is actually the doctors holding him out, and and I think that's a little more worrisome, frankly, 
um, just by nature of a stinger, whether it's shoulder, back, whatever it is. Um, it, the whole thing is weird. We don't have much information. When you try to get it, people get very squirrely. Hmm. And um, I'm trying not to speculate too much on it. I, I You know, they, it, they signed William Bradley King to the active, so they have a DN, but James Smith-Williams also popped up on the injury report. So yeah. I'm not holding my breath that Chase plays, but perhaps he will. I, I just think that's a very valid question that he hasn't had contact in a month. But I bet Nick Bosa plays on Sunday. He hasn't had contact, you know. Mm. Like, now maybe he's not coming back from a stinger, but I, you know, he hadn't been hitting anybody for yeah the same right. amount of time. Yeah, or or he hasn't. I mean, Chase has been practicing. Like, there's also this notion of no contact. Like, I've watched him since the Cleveland game take reps on the line of scrimmage. Now they're not going full, but like, yeah, if you don't think there's been some, some arm to arm. Mashing of bodies there. Yeah. yeah, like There's been some level of contact. Now, whatever the issue is, if it's neck, back, shoulder, I'm sure everyone's cognizant of it. I mean, Ron said we've had to, we, we have to design a game plan, whatever he specifically said, but it was something to the effect of, we know what drills chase can do and what he can't. So, like, he's been on the field running around. Um, yeah. Also, it's like if they're if they're going through this whole song and dance that this doctor's appointment just happens to be Friday afternoon and they, they say he's cleared, like, I don't think they would then hold him out. I think yeah. they have a Friday afternoon doctor's appointment so that he cannot be cleared, but Ron doesn't have to talk to the media again until after the game on Sunday. Yeah, so there's a lot of – perception a lot of pr a lot of you know politics that goes a lot into of, a lot of a lot of gamemanship game. that's going to be going into that one not coming back from injury is going to be dax milton put on ir you mentioned william bradley king getting promoted to the 53 as the corresponding move how long before we see jameson crowder who's taking punt duties on sunday i think it's crowder i don't think there's much of a i if if <laughs> If they trusted Kaz Allen to return punts, he wouldn't have been cut and put on the practice squad. He would have made sure. the team. Um, I, I don't think there's much of a debate here. I think it's Crowder. So, but to put Crowder on the 53, you're going to have to make another corresponding move because Crowder's still in the practice squad. They they chose no, you can elevate, Bradley King. Oh, that, I mean, that's that's different now. You can elevate okay. from the practice squad. So that's, they'll just elevate it game day to the practice yeah, squad. Those, those use them as a uh, punt return. Just continue. Awesome. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's good news. I know a lot of fans were excited to see Crowder back here in Washington returning punts. Not a lot of people were big fans of Dax Milne and his uh, fair catches, or I think we, we tallied it up as like seven yards per uh, return. So I know mm -hmm. people will be excited for Jamison Crowder. How excited are you to see Crowder back there instead of Dax Milne? Um, I, I, it's good. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think when – the commanders signed Jacoby Brissett. I think there was some romanticization of what Brissett is and people like, you know, you cherry pick great games or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think Crowder's a better slot receiver than he is a punt returner. I, mm -hmm. You know, go back. He hasn't fully, he hasn't been a full-time punt returner since 2017, I believe. Ooh. And it got a little dicey late in those Gruden years. Yeah. Um, I think he is absolutely quicker and twitchier than Dax, but you know, I, I've always understood why Dax was their guy because the punt 
punting in the NFL, and I don't think people always recognize this, there, there are a handful of elite punt returners out there, Brian, Beamish being one of them, right? But sure. there's far more average to poor ones, and it's a defensive play. Like, they're trying to pin you deep. That, mm-hmm. Like, the defense has the advantage in this situation. And by far what's most important is the guy that catches the ball, and Dax did that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's easy to get caught up in the return numbers, and I get that Dax was not in, in, he's just, not explosive. Yeah. No, no. But right, right. If, if it was the late in the third quarter and you had to field a punt from inside your own 10, you could trust him. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's why that's why Kaz Allen didn't make the team. Couldn't trust him. He's way more explosive. Yeah. So I got a question. My this is my last question for you, JP, and it's kind of off track a little bit from the game and all that this weekend. But I just saw this uh, article that came out from Eric, so Alec Lewis in the Athletic, and he's reporting that in 2017, Kyle Shanahan tried to trade the number two overall pick to Washington for Kirk Cousins, and Washington wouldn't even take the call. And then, of course, Kirk left a year later. Did we know this? Have we heard that before? I feel like that's been out there. Maybe we okay. didn't know it was number two overall. Yeah. Um, or what pick it was, but we know that Kirk called and Bruce wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. That Kyle called. Oh, Kyle called, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thank God was... the old days. <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah. of bad blood there that uh that diminished. But now we're getting some good times, like we mentioned. Uh new regime, people coming back. It's a lot of excitement. JP, give me one bold prediction for the game and then give me your game score. One bold prediction for the game. Um, like a Dotson touchdown probably isn't bold enough. Uh, <laughs> Not bold enough. We need spicy, JP. <laughs> uh, how about a Montez Sweat sack fumble? That, mm. that okay. pretty spicy. We'll take that. I, I would have gone with the hat trick, a Montez Sweat hat trick. That would be bold. See that? We'll take. We'll take the. We'll take well, the sack. Before I get my score, what's your score? Fifty uh. to zip. No, <laughs> no 20, we're not 20, crazy. Twenty-seven like to thirteen is what I think I ended up saying uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, I had twenty-four fifteen, but there's no way Washington loses. They, they just don't, and they and can't. I'm, they can't afford to. Hold on. I'm a notorious. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Say that again. There's and, no and way Washington out of yourself and look at what you're saying. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, there's no way Washington loses. And I, I'm notorious for picking against Washington most weeks. There's no way they agree with you. Things. I tend to agree with you. Yeah. I just, I, I, I stay away from absolutes in the NFL, especially week <laughs> one of the NFL. Sure. New coaching knows. regime. Yeah. It's going to be interesting against the Cardinals. And, and we have, we have Washington in your I think they win. Yeah. But we I have them. In your uh in your in your survivor yeah we do have him in the survivor pool nice yeah. is there any rebuys in that by the way <laughs> I need a rebuy honestly I think so that site is pretty cool I might I, I I'm kind of dumb at this stuff but I'm I might try to set one up for like the halfway point that like people can get back in yeah like a new one mm-hmm. or a new one Halloween or something I don't sure. really know how it all works. And then I definitely want to do one for the playoffs. Oh, like, yeah, that'll be good. Like playoffs start, survivor pool, you know, whatever that is. Cause you got the crazy wild card weekend, division round, champion. It, I think that'd be fun too. Yeah. yeah. 
So we still need your game score. Now I'm going to need to know your your pick for this weekend on your survivor poll. I took the Broncos. Um, Sean Payton, they haven't beat the Raiders in six straight. I know some folks on that staff, they are like super light. It's kind of why I like the commanders out there week two, because I think they're so locked in on week one that the commanders can kind of sneak in under the radar. Um, so my, I just gave a score out on the radio that I don't remember what I said. <laughs> you got to match it. <laughs> uh, I probably won't, but I think the, I, if you guys listen to my podcast. Like I'm a firm believer in fading super public plays. And I think the commanders are about as public as it gets. Um, so I, I got the Cardinals covering. I have no idea how I think they're awful. Um, but that's just how week one in the NFL goes. So, uh, and unfortunately, I bet the over with Mitch. So I got to mm-hmm. get over 38 mm-hmm. and a half. So help me with the math here. I need to get to 39. So 24 uh, 15, as Stoner said. Yeah, but right? that didn't cover. 24 18. Boom. There you go. 24 oh, to 18. Oh, Washington <laughs> will win. Cardinals will cover. So that's good enough for me for that. I win. agree they're going to win this game. I just, yeah. I fear the cakewalk. Oh, sure, sure. It's any given Sunday. We mentioned new coach. I mentioned this on Wednesday. Let's get your, before we let you go here. We clowned Nick Serrani a few years ago because he had that press opening press conference that we're like, this guy is such a clown. He's not going to be a coach. (laughs) He ended up in the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, Gannon has this God awful, you know, how did you get here? Did you take the bus? You know, I want killers, bad, awful speech that the team put out there and we're clowning him. We, we clowned uh, Dan Campbell just beat the Kansas city chiefs. When he started off, he was biting uh, kneecaps off mm-hmm. those coaches that have some weird starts uh, to their career. Sometimes just surprise you. So uh, we'll see. What, what do you think about that? Do you think there's obviously you, then you also have like uh, who's the jets guy a few years ago. He was, Ace. Yeah, gay, yeah, he was a clown. So that would then go anywhere. He that's the that that's the exception. job, by the way, sure. which he sure. didn't deserve. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think there's some. I've been at enough press conferences that I know how little they matter. Um, hmm. You know, Mar- Mark Sanchez, one of the best press conferences I've ever been to in Ashburn, and Done. take whatever you want from that. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not high on Gannon. I'm not the Cardinals organizationally seem like a train wreck. They've got like an invest multiple invest. They, they seem like the the skins were before they finally mm-hmm. got sold. Um, but I, you want to say hi to these dudes? This is ref the district. What's hey, up? what's up, B Mitch? making an appearance there. Awesome. What's going on? What's um, going on? So yeah, I I uh, I wasn't high on. I wasn't that high on Gannon. The uh, Steichen, the the OC that got hired. I think if I had to pick somebody from that Eagles staff, that would have been who I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll see, man. Who the hell knows? Yeah. All right, fair enough. But we're all picking Washington. It'll be an interesting game as they host the Arizona Cardinals. This has been your daily Commanders update here on Ref the District. Don't forget to catch our game preview with the Believe in Cardinals guys coming out on Saturday. But until next time. There's zero chance Washington loses. Zero. Be a fan.